as an introduction, uh, last week, did a very brief talk about introducing this current series about the promises of God. And my talk last week was going to be on the start of Romans 12, but that seemed fitting as an introduction. So how we bring ourselves to Christ, how we present ourselves to Christ and the responsibility of us by us choosing to bring ourselves to Christ, our bodies, our lives, is that the outworking is that we renew our minds in him and we choose to follow him and be obedient to him. We need to submit ourselves to God and present ourselves to God if we want to benefit from these promises because it's not just a, a pick and mix with God. We can't just grab it and just go, oh, I have that, I have that, I have that. Sometimes God says, no, no, you have to bring yourself to me. You have to choose my way, not your way, to reap the benefits. I will go into this more in detail later. The reason I picked this topic was because I have, um, on Friday, I received an email from work saying that I've been placed on something called furloughed leave. Because of this, all of us are essentially on leave until this virus ends. That might mean in a month, we're all redundant. Next week, we might be redundant. Two months, we might be back at work. Who knows? I don't know. But I can't focus too much on that, otherwise my head would go round in circles. So I have to focus on the Lord. I have to give it to him, and I have given it to him. Sometimes it comes back, but I have to choose to give it to him again. Because it's his peace that's everlasting. I can have peace with, with the situation by giving it to God and living from a position in him. Now, peace itself, the title of this talk is God's Promises When I Need God's Peace. Now, the dictionary definition of peace is a state or period where there is no war. Another one is freedom from disturbance or tranquility. This is very different to what the Bible shows and the examples that we see. But as an introduction, during the Old Testament, there are many wars and conflicts since the fall. Peace didn't last long. <laughs> In fact, when it did, it was only because of God it was maintained. It is not achievable or maintained by man. God granted peace to certain people over certain time periods. And as an example of that, we look at Solomon's reign, as well as various other kings. At times, their faithfulness uh, allowed God to give them peace, and at other times, God gave peace because of his name rather than their actions. But generally, when people listened to God and followed him, peace was usually the outcome. And one of the great promises we see, one of the great promises we see in 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14 is, my people who bear my name, if they humble themselves, pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven, forgive their sin and heal their land. Now, it sounds great, the last few bits, but there are things that we have to do in place to achieve those. God's people did in those times. Now, if the Israelites followed the Lord, there are so many commandments in the Old Testament. Follow my way, follow my teaching, follow my path. I've got the best plan for you. They didn't, it balls up, and they got carried off into exile, and they got um, pillaged, etc. But of course, 
this was the story of the entire New Testament. But in the New Testament, this is when Jesus came. But even he came during a period of war. The, the, the worst army in the worst times, the Roman Empire, one of the most brutal empires. But of course, what does the Bible say about peace? One of God's names is Jehovah Shalom, God of peace. Now, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Isaiah 9 verse 6 says this, it's one of his names. When we give our lives to Jesus, we have peace with him. We are justified or reconciled with him. And this is taken from Romans 5 verse 1 which states, therefore, since we have been declared righteous or justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace with God, choosing Jesus, choosing his way, giving up our old ways, giving up our old lives, our mannerisms, bad things, our evil ways, and choosing him and living a life in him. We are in harmony with our creator. Jesus gives us his peace and it's not something the world gives. This is an everlasting peace which is not determined by our situations nor our problems or worries. It is not affected by them. It's an internal peace. Of course, what are the examples of peace in the Bible? Now, Solomon had a 40-year reign. This was known as Israel's golden age. They had peace and prosperity on all fronts. The kingdom was wealthy. No one dared challenge Solomon. They, in fact, paid tribute to him. And I think the wealth worked out to be, what was it? I think I worked out there's about 1,200 tons of gold of income he had per year. There, I think, how much that's worth in today's currency. But He was flipping rich for those days. But this peace was maintained by God. Because during those times, Solomon chose poorly in the later part of his reign. He chose to indulge in certain riches, idolatry, worship. He had about 700 wives and 300 concubines. His heart was led away. He was taken. He was by his choice. It wasn't a good state for him. But another example is Paul being in jail. Now, Paul, he was facing death. He was in a dark cell, and the only food source he had was provided by visitors. If he didn't have that, those, he would have starved to death. He didn't know what his sentence would be. He wrote the letter to the Philippians whilst in jail, and it is one of the most encouraging letters that we can read. He wrote, wrote these. I wasn't going to say this, but I've shared this with a number of you during the week, and it's such an encouraging set of verses and it's taken from philippians chapter 4 it's do not worry about anything but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to god and the peace of god which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in christ jesus but then it goes on to say further finally brothers and sisters whatever is true honorable just pure, lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any moral excellence and if there's anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, 
and the God of peace will be with you. So do all the good things. Spent a bit of time reading that passage the last few days. It's such a rich teaching, just dwelling your mind. Like the first commandment, love the Lord with all your heart, your soul, your strength, your mind. Focus all those things on God, on his word, on who he is. But then you must be thinking, how can I achieve that peace? How can I have God's peace in my life? As we said last week, we have to begin by presenting ourselves to God. We present ourselves by laying our lives before him on his altar, submitting to him. We also need to reinforce this with the truth that God is not a God of disorder. He is a God of peace. He is a God of order. That's from 1 Corinthians 14, verse 33. Peace comes from living how we were created to live. It's coming to God openly and confessing hinting of any sin that is in your lives. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, you will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace for it is trusting in you. It is a choice. We have to work to obtain and maintain this peace and that leads us to Psalm 34 verse 14 which commands us to turn away from evil and to do what is good. Seek peace and pursue it. We have to seek it in all manner. We are commanded by God to turn away from evil. Maybe if there's a reflection, what things do you do or what things are you involved with that maybe don't please the Lord? We'll run through that a bit later on. But in every way, pursue peace. Jesus gives us his peace and is different from the peace of the world. This is taken from John 14, verse 27, which says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Don't let your heart be troubled or fearful. We can walk knowing we have peace with God. As Romans 5, verse 1 says, We have peace with him. That's a fact. When we become Christians, we have peace with God. Now, at times we may displease God with our sin, but he is open for us to confess and repent. And by repenting, we take a 180 degree turn and we go back to him in all of our ways. Of course, walking in God's peace increases our faith as we are depending, trusting and relying on And it builds us up. Faith builds us up. So, And I also believe that peace can build us up. Relying on him. It's an outworking of faith. Before I get to the questions, I want to say a verse as a blessing to you all. And this is taken from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 16. which says, May the peace of God himself give you peace always in every way. The Lord be with all of you. Amen. As questions for our discussion time, number one, what is the difference between internal peace and external peace? Number two, can you control either? If so, how? And number three, what ways 
and you let peace reign in your life during these current times. And as a note, I will be coming up with reflection questions. So as we go into the week, I'm going to write a few questions so that we can take these into our week and you spend some time with the Lord in these in prayer with the Holy Spirit and ask him to reveal things in your life which you can yield and submit to him and work through him. So bless you.